Life Audio. Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. and I'm so glad you're here today. Are you prone to panic? When something bad happens, do you feel the electricity surge through your body and anxiety threaten to overtake your senses? Or maybe you experience attacks even when you're not encountering a tough situation and your heart races or you start to feel dizzy because a sudden feeling of fear overwhelms your body. You feel like you're losing control. Maybe you start to tremble. It's such a scary feeling. What do you do when panic strikes? While I've never truly experienced panic attacks to the point of needing medical attention, I have felt panicked many times. Most of the time for me, it was due to overpowering circumstances. When my special needs daughter would experience back-to-back-to-back seizures in a row as a result of her neurological degeneration from her disease... I would rush to get to her, but before I would rush to get to her, I would get a pit in my stomach and I would just um, be on the verge of panic on the inside. Whether or not I acted like it on the outside was another story. And so the emotions that were caused by watching her convulse and contort caused a total fear that threatened to disable me if it were not for prayer. And that is what I want to talk to you about today are ways that you can pray when panic strikes, how to really pray in the seriousness of a moment. When panic threatens, I've trained myself not to give in to the panic. And it's taken many years. While I don't have a perfect track record, there are a few ways that I've found to deal with the feelings of being overwhelmed. So I wanted to share with you how to pray when panic strikes. If it's your first time listening into the podcast, you should know that I believe prayer is so powerful. It's powerful that it not only changes things, God changes situations as a result of prayer, but even bigger than circumstances or situations or things, prayer changes hearts. Here are the ways that I have learned to pray in emergency situations and more. The first one seems pretty easy, but yet it can be challenging to remember to pray immediately. Pray immediately. In my book, One More Step, I say that prayer trumps panic every time. It's always, always, always better to pray than to panic. Amen? When things are out of control, God is in control. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And these are the benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, 
who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. So if you can remember to pray immediately, it is a moment to press pause and to seriously regard that you are human and God is God. And if you can just hit that pause button, that is the first and best way to pray when you are panicked. And then I would say the second thing is to remember to pray urgently. Now, most of the time, if you're already panicked, you don't need that reminder to pray urgently. But I think in this case, we want to pray like our faith is bigger than our fear. We want to believe that in our desperate moment, God is going to provide, He is going to answer, and He will work all things out for the good of those who love Him and for His glory. We are promised that. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Matthew 21 21 through 22 says, Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And so I am reminding you not only to pray immediately when you are feeling panicked, but to pray urgently. And by urgently, I mean believing God to be God. In Psalm 88, we can understand how to choose prayer over panic. The psalmist states his cry was continuous day and night. The writer was a prayer warrior who believed in the power of continual, honest expression before a holy God. He knew that prayer was his lifeline. And what can we learn from his example in Psalm 88? That prayer itself is a reminder of how good God is. The opportunity to connect directly with the creator of the universe is a gift of grace. God loves to hear our prayers and this psalm is proof. When we experience feelings of desperation and we're tempted to plunge into despair, we must remember to pray before any other action. Not only was the psalmist panicked, but repetition indicates the depth of his despair. At verse 9, the writer repeats, Every day I call upon you. He wasn't experiencing these issues for the first time. He was panicked. His battle had been ongoing. His lips expressed the same sorrow, hoping for relief, though none was in sight. And in the same breath, the psalmist held his hands wide open, palms up, and remembered that he had surrendered everything. He had given it all to the Lord. God understands human emotion because he created human emotion. You will never experience an emotion, a panic, a depression, a discouragement that God doesn't understand. And God understands our need to express feelings. He doesn't need me to wear a mood ring so he can determine what I'm feeling. He knows exactly when I feel panicked. He understands how much I need someone to listen. And he is there for me. He is always a willing listener. So remembering to pray urgently 
when you are panicked, I think is so important because God understands your need to express that feeling. We have to take a break for a word from our sponsors, but I'll be right back after this message. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Thank you so much for taking that moment to listen in to our sponsors today. And now I want to continue with how to pray when you feel panicked. We covered pray urgently in the last point. The first point was to pray immediately as soon as you feel the panic striking. And now the third way I would encourage you to pray besides immediately and besides urgently, pray continually. And I made these very short and concise so that if you just need to pop out these four points that I'm covering on how to pray when panic strikes, you have these key words that you can remember. So pray continually, even when the crisis passes and you've entered a safety zone, continue to pray, breathe a prayer of thanks for the safety and continue to pray for God to work in your situation. John fifteen seven says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And First Thessalonians 5 verses 16, 17, and 18 are well-known verses to focus on praying continually. Verse 16 says, Rejoice always. 17 says, Pray without ceasing. 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray continually. I love that. God wants to do so much more for us than to give us an answer. He wants to give us himself. He longs to draw us close in relationship with him. And when we're close to him, our desires change. We don't want the same things we wanted before. Our desires are shaped and molded into new desires we can hardly recognize. Knowing that he is with us and recognizing that his spirit never leaves us provides the patience we need when we're waiting for an answer. I wanted to share on this point of praying continually this story of a 10-year desert that our family walked through. You can find this story from my book, One More Step, on page 58. But I'll share it with you so that you can understand that I, I get this whole idea of not being in a crisis, the crisis being over and sort of forgetting to pray anymore. And so I wanted to share this with you. When Matt and I married, he worked the night shift. We agreed that a daytime schedule would be better for him and our family, but there were hurdles to changing the schedule. 
So we began to pray, and we prayed and prayed and prayed. It seemed like God had forgotten my husband and the wait was long. I don't know how Matt functioned without sleep like he did or how he made it through the many church services, family functions, and social events. After five years, Matt continued to work a full-time night shift while obtaining his second bachelor's degree and his master's degree. And after 10 years of praying, God gave him a new job with daytime hours. 10 years, but we were ecstatic. I can look back over the journey and point out the strength that God provided, the skills we learned, and the support of God's word that we continually relied on. But it wasn't easy when we were waiting. And there's an entire section in that chapter on how waiting on God is always more than worth the wait. But when it comes to being praying continually, we have to focus on allowing the crisis to pass, but continue to abide in prayer, continue to have an open heart that is in communication with God. So pray immediately, pray urgently, pray continually. And then the last one I would encourage you to pray when panic strikes is to pray passionately. Remember the immediacy and urgency of the prayer, the panic that you had at the first sign of that panic. You want to pray. Pray with that passion of thanksgiving and praise to God for his presence. He's with you. There is power in his name. And when we cry out to him, we're acknowledging who he is, the savior of the world. Training ourselves to pray in place of panic comes with practice. Someone dear to me asked a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even it was last week, about how did I begin to find joy when I faced my daughter's terminal illness daily? And it is a challenging question to answer. It's not one that I can answer quickly and succinctly for you, even in this podcast. But I can tell you that it came with a lot of practice. I would train myself to enter a prayer zone and run through these four steps over and over again, praying immediately, praying urgently, praying continually, and praying passionately. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I'd like to invite you to enjoy a free ebook that I offer on my website, Prayers the Calming Collection. It is 10 free prayers to calm your heart. I've found that sometimes when I borrow the words of prayers from others, I receive the strength that I need for myself. And so if you head over to rachelwojo.com, you'll see on the main page an opportunity to download that free ebook with those 10 calming prayers. As always, you'll find tons of free resources at rachelwojo.com, including prayer journals, Bible reading plans, and more. I'll be sure to list all of the resources I've talked about today in the show notes. But thank you so much for listening in. Until next time. God sees you and knows your need. 
Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, you can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.